Khalil was lost to the world, but found in Christ. I, mean, I was in an ungodly relationship, you know, practicing sexual immorality almost every day. I was addicted to pornography. I was addicted to marijuana. I started drinking a lot, uh, going to parties. Uh, it was just a wild life I was living at the time period. Um, I didn't know at the time, but now I do. My sin was causing so much depression. And I actually tried to commit suicide four times. Basically, my doctor, she gave me some antidepressants on my third attempt. So my fourth attempt, I actually overdosed off of the antidepressants she gave me. And so I took the whole bottle because I wanted it in my life. But I didn't know the reason why I was so depressed because of my sin. It was kind of like, you know, pinching me almost. And so um, on my fourth attempt, I got rushed to the emergency room. I was like having a seizure, you know, foaming out the mouth, looking at all that. And so when I came to, you know, the doctor said, you know, KJ, I think it's time to get you some help. Time period, like I said, the, the God I, I grew up believing in was the God of prosperity. You know, if you do right, you'll be and live right. You know, that's God's favor on you in that sense. You know how the prosperity, prosperity gospel is. And so while I was struggling with depression and, you know, suicide attempts, I was like, there cannot be a God if I'm struggling so bad with depression. If so much suffering and bad things are happening in my life, how can there be a God? And so I became an atheist. And so while I was in rehab, all those things I told you living, and then I was also an atheist on top of that, it's crazy how God works. My roommate, he just happened to be happened to be an evangelist. His name was David. And so it's crazy how God works. But um, the whole time I was in there, he would like tell me Bible stories every night. And I was like, yeah, I kind of know this stuff. And he was like, you know, man, the last day we're going to get out of rehab, he said, you know, KJ, you may think I'm crazy, but I think God want to tell you um, you're going to be a preacher one day. I looked at him like he was crazy. I'm like, you know, you do, man. I'm an atheist. You know, I'm feeling drugs, doing drugs. You know, anything you name right now at the Bible that says don't do it, I'm doing this right now. When I get out of here, I'm going to do it again probably. But like, it was something about like what he said, like, you're going to be a preacher. Like, I was like, maybe I can be a preacher. You know, I survived a suicide attempt four times. You know, people don't actually do that a lot. Maybe I can help somebody. And so for the first time, I started reading my Bible for myself. It made a little sense, but not all the way. And so I reached out to one of my, my youth pastor, um, the church I grew up in. He pointed me to, uh, I think the, the person you, you met, his name's Tavarius Ezegui, at um, BCM, uh, UAPB. And so he told me to go there and I did. And uh, the very first time I encountered Mr. T, as I call him, he shared the gospel with me. And so I never knew that like what sin actually was. I never knew like it causes brokenness or that it separated from God. And so for the first time I recognized that God is holy. I'm a sinner. I deserve God's punishment, but his, you know, his son paid the price for it. And by trusting in him, I was saved. And at that moment, like, it was like, it was crazy. I don't know if you uh, remember the story of the Samaritan woman. Like, the second um, she heard the gospel and got saved, she went back and told the people in the, t in the town. Like, the very moment, you know, Mr. T for the gospel, me, I went on campus and started sharing the gospel the same day. To and be in a place where you want to commit suicide. Yeah. And this is the reason why I'm asking you this question is because there are a lot of broken people out there, whether they're, you know, deep in their sin or drug addicts or wherever they are, um, they want to do this. What did you feel like? How can you help somebody? Basically, like, sin, it causes brokenness. And so, like, I feel like a lot of times when, like, we take our affections off what we're intended to do is our purpose, you know, to glorify God and put that on other things like, you know, drugs, sex, pornography, people. When those things let us down, it's kind of like brings disappointment about. And you keep getting let down, disappointment keeps going over and over in caution because it's sin. And like, we're kind of missing the point of why we were created, you know, to worship God. 
and like we're getting dissatisfied on the things. So for uh, me, drugs, like it wasn't like I would get high, but like the high wasn't enough. You know, the section where I was doing, like that wasn't enough. The pornography wasn't enough. I, I, it's like I always need something else. And like nothing was like truly satisfying me. But like when I encountered Christ, I was fully satisfied. But like before Christ, I would know things as like a God almost. Like I thought those things would bring me satisfaction because, you know, the latest songs, you know, the world, the social media, everybody said these, these are things you need to do in order to be happy. But like I was doing all those things excessively, but like it wasn't enough. Passes in Psalm 32, uh, David says, you know, when I wouldn't confess uh, day and night, your hand was laid on my heart. And so when he confessed, that's when God's hand was like, you know, lifted off of him. And so in the same way, all sin causes brokenness, but like, I'm not saying when you follow Jesus, just, you never go through suffering, because I still go through suffering. It's the difference between suffering for, suffering for sin and then suffering for righteousness. And so like now, that's kind of what's going on first. It's like my sin, like, uh, causing my depression. So when Jesus came into your life, your whole spirit became transformed. Yes, ma'am. Instantly, almost. <laughs> and And how did that make you feel? Because I know that in my lifetime as well, I felt sin. I had, I was a bearer of a lot of sin. And once Jesus came in, there was a releasing of sin then, and just a transformation of glory. What, how did it, how was it for you? For me, like I never heard the gospel at all growing up. I never read my Bible outside of like, when I, when the God told me to be a preacher, I was gonna be a preacher one day. That's when I read my Bible the first time. But outside of that, I would only read it when we went to church. And so, like, the moment, you know, uh, T, he shared the gospel with me. Like, it was like all my life, my eyes were covered. And then finally, when I heard Jesus, I was able to see fully for once. And, and immediately, I recognized how good of a Savior he was. And, like, they went hand in hand. And now, like, today, for example, like, if I were to go out and commit those same sins, I'm still able to do it. But, like, it doesn't feel the same as it did in the past. Like, it satisfies me instantly. Like, it's a, it's a conviction now versus it before. That's what I was, you know. I love to do those things, but now I hate those things. So what are you doing now for the church in ministry? Uh, yes, man. I guess you could call me like a, a pastor's intern. Right now I serve at uh, Christ Redeemer Church in Palmer, Arkansas. Uh, the pastor's name is Crescent Thomas, and um, he's kind of helped, helped, helped raise me to be a pastor soon. I preach every now and then when he needs me to. Have you seen lives change? A lot of people that are so hardened towards the gospel, and so we just plan to see you as much as we can. But like I have seen some lives change on the campus by sharing the gospel. You are God's chosen to go out and share the gospel. And I appreciate that you came on to share this with other people because they need that encouragement. They don't have to be stuck in that hole. They don't have to be stuck in that sin, that they can move on from it. Would you like to share a, a really favorite scripture that you have? The scripture that, you know, led me to Christ is not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, we enter the kingdom of heaven. But only those who does the will of my father who is in heaven. You know, just profess to be a Christian does not get you to heaven or guarantee you a way to heaven. And so there's, there's going to be a lot of people that send for God and they're going to say, you know, Lord, I was baptized five times. You know, Lord, I had a 4.0. You know, Lord, I never smoked and never drank. I never murdered anybody. And God's going to say, I never did. And like when I heard, when I saw that passage, I was like, it's like it put fear in my heart. I was kind of like, I'm that person right there. I think about my good works can save me. But it was that right there that God says, KJ, your works can't save you. It's simply my son alone that saves. And by trusting him, that's what brings salvation. And so it's always reminding me kind of like, it's just how good 
of a savior, Jesus Christ is, we can't outsee his grace. And so by trusting in him, that's where my hope is.